It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn with Dan Berger. Our guest today, the return of Donald Pats. He's now got Secret Door Wines. He used to have Pats and Hall Wines, which, and Donald, by the way, welcome back. It's good to see you. So tell the whole story. Uh, you left Pats and Hall. Well, f- let's start with Pats and Hall. Uh, give us the history of that winery. Sure. Uh, we started Pats and Hall in 1988, and uh, there were four partners, two couples, basically. And we um, started just doing Chardonnay and then added Pinot Noir along the way. But after you know quite a long run, Back from 18, from 1988 until 2016, uh, those same four partners were the only owners, and uh, we were approached by San Michel Wine Estates out of Washington State um, with the idea that possibly we'd be interested in selling. And I think there was some skepticism all around on whether that was something we wanted to do, but after having some uh, great conversations with them, uh, we came to the conclusion that uh, it would be a good time. So in 2016, we actually sold the company to San Michel, and all four partners signed one-year contracts. At the end of the year, I sat down with my superior, and we had an interesting conversation where basically it was clear that they didn't really have an idea of what they wanted me to do going forward with Pats and Hall. And so I said, well, you don't have to pay me anymore if you just release me from my non-compete. And uh, they agreed to do that, and so I left uh, Patson Hall in May 1st of 2017 and hit the ground running looking to do some new projects, one of which is Secret Door that you mentioned. I'm also doing a Chardonnay and Pinot Noir program in Russian River called Maritana Vineyards, and we're going to have a couple of those to try today, too. And then I have a tiny project I'm doing with a crazy French winemaker, um, from Mendocino grapes called Terminum. So that's a Syrah and uh, Rhone wine styled white wine as well. All right. I'm sorry, that was a quick version, but. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> condensing 26 years into less than an hour talk is. No. But how did you get about starting Secret Door? And what, yeah. where did the name come from? Well, the starting in part is a little easier to explain. So I was dating this woman who was living in Virginia and trying to convince her to move to California. This was while we were still doing Patson Hall. And she said, I don't really like Pinot Noir that much anyway. I'd rather drink Bordeaux or Napa Valley Cabernet. So my response, of course, was, fine, I'll make that for you if you move to California to be with me. She moved. We eventually got married. But I'm pretty sure she thought I would never, ever do it. But as soon as I got a chance to... And I knew I was leaving Patson Hall. I realized that this Cabernet program was going to be something I would have to do. The name Secret Door really came, I don't know if you remember this. I don't think it's done anymore on computers, but screensavers. Yeah. So I took a picture of a door between the Amman Hotel and the Summer Palace in Beijing. And that door kept popping up all the time on my computer for years. And, it, and it, every time I'd see it, I'd think, no, oh, there's that secret door again. And so... It sort of was a name, and I thought, I'm sure somebody else is using this name, right? So <clears throat> I go online and check, and no one was. And I thought, it's a fun name. Secrets, everybody thinks secrets are interesting. They all think they're so good at keeping them, and pretty much nobody is. And doors, I like doors because they have 
like three uh, three different ways they can be. They can be wide open. You just walk through with no effort. They can be locked, and it's impossible to go through. Or they can be closed, but with effort you get to go through. And so I thought that was kind of a fun combination of stuff. All that's, right. That's all Napa Valley Cabernet, 100% Cabernet. A secret door. Secret door. Wines.com, folks. That's Check right. them out. Uh, I, I'm a little uh, flustered because I was unaware that in 2017 you left past Patson Hall. I you know, you are not the only one. <laughs> it seems to be the uh, uncommon knowledge that I that I left. Um, and I have no ill will, and I think they're doing a wonderful job. I'm glad that, you know, that they continue to make great wines under that label. And if I get some, uh, you know, sort of glow in the distance from it, that's fine, too. But, um, but yeah, so I've been doing this for five years now, and it's really been um, an a wonderful transition to be able to start new projects and really start afresh where you wipe the slate clean and get a chance to start all over again. It's just amazing. Uh, I want to get into uh, Secret Door Wines more, and we'll taste some. But uh, first, uh, we uh, like to open with a uh, bottle uh, or a tasting of uh, some wine from Dan's amazing cellar. And... This is a red wine. You know, this is not that bad. How old is this? It's 2008 Shiraz from McLaren Vale in uh, Australia, and that's it's called... 14 years. Yeah. That's okay. when we started this show. Okay, well, that's a, well, happy anniversary to us. Thank you. You know, this is not as bad as I was expecting. Or well, the show. It, it, all the, well, the all show's as bad as I was expecting. <laughs> but Thank the wine... <clears throat> well, it, it, all the tannins have resolved pretty much. I mean, it's still got a ways to go. But it's got a lot of alcohol. It's got 15% alcohol, but it doesn't show that very much. Uh, what I like about it is that it really works uh, with certain kinds of really strong meats, like barbecued meats. And it's a substantial wine. It's, uh, it's made by the uh, Osborne family. And uh, really good stuff. we got a Chardonnay coming up that uh, Donald made here. That's, uh, this, is the, the Darren, this is called Derenberg, for those of you who are interested. Uh, D-apostrophe A-R-E-N-B-E-R-G. And uh, the owner is now uh, Chester Osborne, and he's a little bit crazy. He's sort of like the Randall Graham of Australia. But uh, it's, it's a lot of fun project, and I'm glad that I have a few bottles left of it. And the name of the wine again? The Dead Arm. The Dead Arm. <clears throat> and the reason for the Dead Arm is that it's uh, the way they prune the vines in this particular vineyard, uh, one of the arms never develops any fruit. So they call it the Dead Arm. <laughs> One of the, one so it's it's a it's a vine related. Name. It's a vine related. Not name. a particular person involved no, in making no, no. the wine. No, no, it's just a vine that. Okay. It's an arm of the vine. <laughs> Back to Donald, and Secret Door Winery. Where is it? The Secret Door stuff is all made in Napa because it's 100% Napa Valley Cabernet, um, and I make it at another winery up in Calistoga called Envy Winery, and they've been fantastic to work with. But um, the sources of grapes for Secret Door are really two different vineyards um, in the Napa Valley. One in Stegg's Leap and one in the eastern hills above Lake Hennessy. Uh, both amazing sites, and uh, I get a chance to do them as single vineyard designates. Dan asked me to bring one in particular, so it's the Sage Ridge Vineyard, which is the mountainside fruit that we'll taste a little bit later. But hopefully we can try my Chardonnay before we get to the 
the big reds. No, no doubt. Dan, talk about the locales that he was referencing. Well, first of all, the, the, the Cabernet uh, Vineyard, the Sage Ridge Vineyard, uh, Donald explained that to me on, t- on the phone a few days ago, and uh, that's up, up near Pritchard Hill, which is a particularly steep uh, area, which means that your water table is about, what, a 1,400 feet below the pine, so Very there's likely. not a chance you're going to... So you have to basically irrigate to get uh, get them started, at least. Um, it's a little uh, dry up there, and it's really hard to farm, but it produces fabulous fruit, and especially because it's so Cabernet-like up there. It's a great region for Cabernet. It is. I mean, one of the things I find, and I'm hopeful that you'll see this when we taste the wine, is um, there's a distinctive aroma in the area, because... Well, it's up Sage Canyon Road. There's sa- wild sage. There's multiple different kinds of aromatic plants and pine trees. And so when you're standing in the bay trees right along the creek side as well, so when you're standing in this vineyard, there's a sort of background aroma, particularly during the summer. And I'm pleased that it actually comes through in the in the finished wine as well. But it looks like we're loading up our Chardonnay. And we're, we're doing the Chardonnay now. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes, Steve's back. He's got Chardonnay. it. Chardonnay. <laughs> yeah. Just in time, Steve. <laughs> uh, well, explain. Did we talk about We haven't talked no, about it. No, we just got it. We're still talking about, talking it. about this right. secret door stuff. I created these three labels specifically because I wanted I wanted uh, separation in terms of the visibility of them and a realization that, you, that nobody is good at doing every single thing all the time. Um, and so this is Maritana Vineyards. It's focused exclusively on Russian River, Chardonnay, and Pinot Noir. And this particular Chardonnay is from one of the Dutton Ranch sites um, called that they refer to as Shop Block. And it was originally planted in 1967. So on my label, I've added 1967 to remind everybody of how rare it is to be able to get 50-plus-year-old Chardonnay vines and make wine from them. And I think this is a really an extraordinary site. It's been interplanted, so it's, a, it's really what we would refer to as a Massal vineyard with multiple uh, clones at, planted at different times. It's a really complicated one, but the end resulting wines are really fabulous, and it's fun to share them. Dan, your thoughts on 50-year-old vines? It's especially important for um, classic varieties to be harvested from older vines if you can get them. Young vines do produce good fruit uh, quality for the first year or two, but then after about a decade, they go into a hollow for about 10 uh, 10 or 12 more years. You have to get to about 20 years before the vines really begin to show consistency and and classic characteristics of the grape variety. The French like to think of 20-year-old vines as just coming out of infancy. (laughs) So uh, 50-year-old vines, really special. And your thoughts on this wine? Full malolactic, rich, oily, got, got that buttery component to it. But the most impressive thing was the how the acid holds everything together. It's got a really good structure. And a, just imagine how good this would be with some lobster or, or crab. Nice. Have you had a chance to sample, Steve? I like it a lot. Yeah. What year is this? This is the 2019 vintage. You can tell because there's no foil on it because it was <laughs> the middle of the pandemic. And my foil company promised month after month that my foils were going to arrive just in time for bottling. And, of course, a week before bottling, they called me and said, 
can you push back bottling a couple of weeks, maybe a month, because your foils aren't going to arrive? And I said, well, explain, nope. explain foils in the wine world. For yeah, <clears throat> well, there's most wines will have a, uh, now they use mostly tin. It used to be a lead foil that would go over the top. It gets rolled onto the bottle. It's part of the entire package. It looks pretty, protects the cork, presumably, from um, wood-chewing creatures that might be um, <laughs> wandering around in your cellar if you forget about the wines for years and years. Um, you have but gophers usually, in your cellar, Dan? <laughs> no gophers. No gophers. No, okay. This would be more like worms. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope were. you don't have worms in your cellar. No Dan. worms. No worms. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> All right. It's uh, California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn. With Dan Berger, our guest is Donald Patz. Formerly of Patson Hall, and now with Secret Door Wines, secretdoorwines.com. Yeah, that's a lovely shard, man. Thank you. Yeah. Great stuff. Where's, yeah. the, what's the, where's the Pinot from? The Pinot is actually a blend of multiple single vineyards that I brought together. So this is the, I have a blended Chardonnay called um, La Riviere and a, a blended Pinot called La Russe. And if you speak French, I just said Russian and river mm-hmm. in French, because <laughs> it's all Russian river. <laughs> Four languages in one conversation. I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> Russian River Valley still is the widely accepted, recognized place for Pinot Noir in all of Sonoma County, and it, it does produce the, about the best, most consistent. What else? Give me some more thoughts on Secret Door Wines, Dan. Well, I haven't, I haven't tasted the wines yet. I mean, one of the reasons we decided to go with Donald was that this project is so new that, uh, and I haven't seen the wines until, I think that this Maritana, this is the, the Pinot Noir is under his Maritana label, which I think is really attractive. The, the, the package is really uh, very pretty. It's a hand drawing of, of, this is the Chardonnay one, and it shows Chardonnay grapes oh, on, that's on nice. a dark background, yeah. which is unusual. <clears throat> and then you've got the, the dark blue, black, uh, Pinot Noir fruit on the other label. Why go with multiple labels instead of a single? Well, I think of these as separate, and they're made um, they're made at different places. I really like the separation of them. So when I go to work on Maritana wines, I am thinking about Chardonnay and Pinot Noir the whole way over. I only talk about Chardonnay and Pinot Noir when I'm there. And then when I go to where we make Secret Door, I'm only thinking about Cabernet. I'm only talking about Cabernet. And the guys there only focus on making Cabernet. I think I think that there's some advantages to that. Um, but I think also there's a marketing element to it. You know, how many wine lists are willing to put three or four or five wines from the same producer on a wine list? Not very many. But if it's different labels, then it feels more comfortable. I think there's a completely different mindset when you're making more than one grape variety into wine. Because in France, as an example, when you're in Burgundy, you make Pinot Noir. That's it. That's the only red wine you make. Pinot Noir, that's all you make in Burgundy. When you're in California, you make Pinot Noir from Russian River fruit. You make Cabernet from Napa Valley fruit or or maybe Dry Creek. Uh, when you make Petit Syrah, it's a whole different flavor profile than you're making with Cabernet and so forth. So, I mean, your mindset in California is a little bit different than it would be in France. That's true. Yeah. That's really true. And one of the things that I wanted to mention about both of the Chardonnay and the Pinot Noir is how they vary from what we used to do at Patson Hall. Or I'm assuming they're still doing very similar kinds of things. I'm using a lot less 
new barrels on the Chardonnay. So I, I think it gives a fresher feel to the wines. And I'm also doing a lot more whole cluster on Pinot and because I really think that whole cluster with Pinot Noir brings out this aromatic character. I, I've heard other people say the same thing, but it's Pinot perfume, this sort of, <laughs> oh, my God, that smells so good kind of Dan, talk about this Pinot. Well, this is really a fascinating wine because this does have that whole cluster component in it, which means that when you throw in whole clusters into the fermentation tank, you're basically... Uh, running a risk that you're going to get a little bit of the stemmy component, which is really tricky. You want some, but you don't want too much. You get too much, the wine becomes a little bit unusual for the first couple of years, and you have to sell it when it's young. So that's the bottom line. California Wine Country on the Drive is brought to you by Bottle Barn. For years, that's where wine country buys their wine. But it's also where Northern California shops for spirits and a huge selection of craft beer as well. They stock wines from all over the world, from Argentina, New Zealand, Australia, Portugal, everywhere. And they have the widest selection of the world's best wines at the very best prices. Bottle Barn's open for in-store shopping every day from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. You can place an order for a free in-store pickup at BottleBarn.com. Be sure to check out Barn Insider, their uh, newsletter. You can get the jump on all their special sales, and boy, do they have them. BottleBarn.com. It's California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our <laughs> guest today is Donald Patz from Secret Door Wines, formerly of Patz and Hall. Did we talk enough about the uh, Pinot? We did. And we, so. I'm already on to the Cabernet, sorry. Well, Harry, I'm still talking about the, the Pinot. Pinot. Yeah, right. I'm really <laughs> enjoying it. The aromatics, to start with, are very inviting. Um, Perhaps decanting it for a while beforehand would have increased uh, my pleasure, although it's there. And I would say as much as, I, as I'm enjoying it right now, if I'd had a second bottle, I'd lay it down for, oh, about two years, Dan. Would you agree? That's a good idea, Harry. <laughs> <laughs> this is obviously part of an off-air off conversation. <laughs> no, he's listening to us. <laughs> we were talking That's true. about that off-air. So off and I'll be yeah. having Dan's rare roast beef with this later. <laughs> rare roast well. beef. He's, he's listening in. <laughs> he's observing. <laughs> all right, all right. Okay. Knock it off. <laughs> I've got a headache now. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. I had to yell at a down. friend of mine, and it wasn't his fault, so I had to apologize, which is okay. But now it gave me a headache. Now everybody just whisper for the rest of the show. Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, and the cab. Yes. Very impressive. No, so this is from Secret Door, right? It is. Yeah. This guys, is fine. We finally got to the Secret Door yeah. part of that. So you guys are only doing cab? 100% Cabernet Sauvignon, too. I, I just am a big believer that in the Napa Valley... Uh, Cabernet by itself is really extraordinary and winemakers love to blend and fiddle with stuff and so Merlot and Cabernet Franc and Malbec and Petit Verdot are all fun grapes to add and inject but I'm also making very small amounts of this so getting extraordinarily small amounts of blending wine doesn't really make a lot of sense either. Regardless, I probably would do, if I was even doing a 10,000 case blend, I probably would do 100% Cabernet. I'm just a real believer that Napa Valley is an extraordinary place for Cabernet Sauvignon. And especially on top of the hill like you are, this is a very well-drained vineyard, so it's basically dry-farmed. And the interesting part is that the name on the label says Sage Canyon, and it smells a little bit like sage. What a surprise. Yeah, and I think that's really, it caught me by surprise, too. I mean, you can smell it while you're up in the vineyard. There's this sort of background uh, if we were in France, they would describe it as very close to Garrigue, that sort of southern Rhone aroma that's just sort of 
uh, in the air all the time uh, it's, during it's, the summer. It's, it's smell of the earth, if you wish, uh, really gorgeous smell of earth. It's not the it's not the mud component. It's the dried the dried earth. And what what was really nice is that in in this case. That's exactly what Cabernet needs. It needs to have that because it's, otherwise it's not Cabernet. If you get to, to the point where you're smelling nothing but gobs of fruit, I mean, that's not Cabernet to me. To me, Cabernet is a complex of fruit and herbs. I really could not have said it better myself. <laughs> <laughs> you have, you, you I'll say it again <laughs> later. Thank you. You've, got, you've, gotten, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, I think... That's exactly what I was thinking when we were getting ready to do these wines. Is that um, there is a there's a fear I think that um, Cabernet is going to be herbaceous and that's somehow a bad thing. But it is, you know, genetically um, Cab Franc crossed with Sauvignon Blanc. Sauvignon Blanc is herbal, so the end resulting wines from Cabernet Sauvignon should not be surprisingly herbal. Well, here here the the herbal is so <laughs> interwoven that you have to search for it. To me, that's the secret behind Cabernet, and that's why Secret Door is such a good name. <laughs> ah, nice re- connection, Dan. I love these. Well done. <laughs> I love all of the wines we're tasting today, but you know, it's been particularly fun for me because my career really focused on Chardonnay and Pinot Noir with Patson Hall to be able to to try something a little bit different. And I worked at wineries that did Cabernet, so it's not a it's not like it was a complete reach. I worked at both Flora Springs and Girard wineries when the Girards still owned it. So I have experience with Cabernet Sauvignon. And I live in Napa, so, you know, I know some people who make it. And Girard owned a hillside vineyard, so that gave you an opportunity to know what hillside fruit is about. Therefore, Pritchard Hill is na- natural for you. Yeah. This is across the valley from Pritchard Hill, yes, so exactly. it wouldn't actually be even considered as a possibility for Pritchard Hill. But it's a fantastic vineyard site, and, and I've doubled down there, so I've got two new little blocks coming online. Um, I actually got a tiny bit this past year, but I, I'm expecting to get a little bit more for 2022. This is my favorite of the three that we've sampled. Uh, it's the most expensive, yeah. so clearly oh. you're, you are not a cheap date. That's, <laughs> that's been established. Well, I, I think other people would disagree with that statement, but I'll accept it. Um, it's beautifully colored. It's got a deep, rich tone to it and flavored as well. It's a very warm and inviting wine, and it's thoroughly enjoyable. And you did a good job with the tannins, in particular, because the tannins are not aggressive. They're soft and supple and and not necessarily not there. They're there for a purpose, and that purpose is not to make the wine astringent, which is good. <coughs> so you indicated that this would be the most <coughs> expensive of the wines that we've sampled today. What are the, what's the price we're talking about for this? This wine is on our website at $200 a bottle. I'm taking it with me. (laughs) (laughs) It's yours, Harry. (laughs) I thought I was taking it home. No. (laughs) You know better. You've been in before. (laughs) You bring wine in, and you're not taking any home. It's probably going to happen that way, yes. And how about the other wines that you brought? What are we talking price point on those? The uh, Pinot that we tasted would be 55. The Chardonnay is a, a very small production, single vineyard wine, at 70. Wow. And where are these wines available? The easiest way is um, directly from us. However, I am aware of the fact that they are available at one of our favorite places, Bottle Bottle Barn. Barn. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And uh, it is uh, secretdoorwines.com. 
uh, and you should check them out. And uh, as far as the, uh, what is it, the the other wines from Maritana Maritana Vineyards. Maritana. Yeah. Uh, and that's there is, there's a website for that, too, MaritanaVineyards.com. Okay. okay. You should check this out, folks. It's good stuff. California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. And you can get some of these uh, wines, of course, at Bottle Barn. Uh, Donald Patz, formerly of Patz and Hall, and now with Secret Door Wines. And again, Dan, uh, give me your thoughts on just producing one uh, type of wine, like the cab. If you're making only one wine, you have to focus everything you can focus on on that one particular wine. You don't have very much flexibility. Yeah. And that means if you've got 30 barrels or something and one of those barrels is not quite up to standard, you don't use it. You sell it off. And you basically make less wine, but you have to do it because that's the way quality wine is made. All right. Well, Donald, good to see you again. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me back. And best of luck with uh, the various projects that you have going. Uh, and, of course, SecretDoorWines.com. Check them out. Uh, if you're a cab lover, definitely check them out. Any other wines available? And, again, it's an Italian name, and I can't remember it because I can't see the bottle. Maritana Vineyards. Maritana. Maritana Spell Vineyards. that for us. M-A-R-I-T-A-N-A. It turns out that... There was a amazingly horrible Soviet-era pop song called Maritana. So there's a bunch of Russian girls who are all saddled with the name Maritana. You find this out on social media. <laughs> California Wine Country with Dan Berger, Donald Patz, SecretDoorWines.com. Good to see you. Thank you. Next week we got Mark Beeman from Sebastiani Vineyards. All right. Oh, very cool.